Think of the laws and legal systems interwoven throughout society, local and global, criminal law, environmental law, corporate law, from genetic patenting to the protection of endangered species or even cybercrime. Are all these legal frameworks objectively right? It's a fascinating question and one that's intricately connected to how future legal professionals are educated. Historian Marius Buning explores how. Welcome to Into the Known. In this podcast series, we invite you to view knowledge and its ownership in a new light and take you behind the scenes of some case studies from the volume Ownership of Knowledge. I'm your host, Emily Tsui. Picture yourself as an aspiring inventor about to launch your first startup business. You've just come up with a revolutionary smartphone app that could change the way we communicate. Everybody will want a share of the pie. This is where the patent system rolls into action. It grants inventors or creators an exclusive right to their ideas, called a temporary monopoly. With this, for a defined period of time, they can benefit from their ideas within a protected legal framework. This fosters innovation and economic growth. The arrangement is seen to be advantageous for both sides, the inventor and society, the patent system working for good. So, when teaching such a win-win situation at universities, what could go wrong? Marius Buning's chapter, Teaching Intellectual Property, delves into the textbooks used to train lawyers studying at universities in the United Kingdom. His research specifically focuses on the history of intellectual property and patent law. For this analysis, Marius broadened his perspective further. Alongside methods from legal history, he also used techniques from literary studies. One of the things that surprised me um, or that struck me that when I was analyzing that history is that you can sort of tell the history of patent law, for instance, very much in the same way as, you know, proper analyze the history of fairy tales. So, you know, you have this hero, which is patent law, and then you have the villain, which are the monopolies. Remember the inventor that we imagined earlier? And how the patent system supposedly protected his idea and worked for the good of all? That's just one example. What Booning brings to the surface is that ideologies can influence the education of legal professionals. As in every form of training, implicit assumptions are at play and they shape our values and how we understand information. This is what we call a framing. That isn't necessarily a bad thing, but thinking back to the association with fairy tales in university textbooks, we need to be aware that narratives also frame the way we talk about legal property. In this sense, modern textbook authors and researchers have the power to shape and construct historical narratives. This is enabled by the choices they make as to the books they write. So, in the frame of intellectual property, we can ask ourselves, what is knowledge that can be owned and thus granted a monopoly? Who has the authority? to decide what knowledge can be owned. 
These questions and how we frame them play a crucial role in claims of knowledge ownership. Mario suggests that it can be helpful if textbooks include a meta-reflection. If we examine narratives and alternative visions of ownership throughout history, we can develop a more comprehensive understanding of the stories we tell and systems we use now, why we tell them, where they come from, and what alternatives are out there. Maybe in doing so, we can pave the way for a more inclusive and balanced world when it comes to intellectual property. This could benefit both inventors and the society as a whole. If you'd like to delve deeper into this subject, make yourself a cup of tea, snuggle up on your couch, and dip into Marius Buning's chapter, Teaching Intellectual Property, Constructing the Historical Narrative of Intellectual Property in University Textbooks, in the volume Ownership of Knowledge Beyond Intellectual Property. It's open access and completely free. You can find the link to the book in each episode description. This podcast is produced by the Max Planck Institute for the History of Science. To learn more about knowledge ownership and the history of science, follow us on social media and give us a thumbs up on your favorite podcast app. See you next time.